The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. to the hollow sky podcast we are your host steven and kyle thank you so much for taking your wow taking time to hang out with us today and uh telling all your weird friends about us yeah we appreciate that a lot kind of stumbled all over myself there it happens we're newbies true true small fish in a big pond dog. that's right that is right uh today kyle's going to take us back to the underground military base in dulce new mexico Holler at you, for boy. round two but before we do that we got to get through all the business so check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. We're all over the place. Uh, come be part of the community, share memes, share weird articles you find, weird shit you find. Just, you know how social media works. Be social. Post media. That's how, that's how it is. Sick. Uh, we try to get back to you on our messages as soon as we can. We both live pretty busy lives, so bear with us on that. That being said... Kyle's going to tell you how to get your paranormal encounter to us. Well, you can get with the new age and call our cell phone, which is going to be 618-556-0837. The weirder, the better. Yes, absolutely. And once things kind of settle down and go back to normal, like I said before, we're going to pick a time, 7 o'clock, Central time on every other Saturday. And if you guys want to interview, you're first come, first serve. Give us a call. We're going to do on-the-spot interview right then and there. And I think it's going to be awesome. It'll be like Art Bell, coast-to-coast style. Hell, yeah. We'll talk about some weird shit. I think it's going to be great. Or you can go with any other option of uh, writing out a story, sending it to the email, you can get on the website and submit a story that way. Get on any of the social medias and su- submit a story. Or you can record yourself with any device, basically. Then shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. So I know what you're thinking. You're sitting there thinking, how can I support this show? These two dope dudes talking about weird shit. Obviously. Well, let me tell you how you can do that. First and format, foremost, format, foremost. Give us you $5 million. can do that. Or you can keep listening, subscribe to all of our social medias, and tell all your weird friends about us. Anybody that's into the paranormal, put our name out there. Get them to tune into the show. The more people listen, the better off. Hell yeah. We have a Venmo. If you'd like to throw us some monster money in there, which, speaking of which, thanks to all our new monster uh, contributors. This one's for you. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, you can just throw some change in that, and that goes to our monster fund. We also have a Patreon. Search a Paul Sky podcast on the Patreon and see if there's a tier over there you'd like to subscribe to. We got extra content. We got a bunch of stickers and magnets and buttons, and there's a T-shirt tier and all kinds of shit like that. So check that out as well. 
Best thing you can do is go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps us be more seen. Like I said, little fish in a small pond. The more we can get our name out there, the better off Right. we are. Um, and if you leave us a five-star rating and review, I'll gladly shout you out because that's what we do. That's awesome. Today's Appreciation. Five, today's five-star rating and review comes from okay, H-C-J-U-R-T-I-K-H-F-F-H-I. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Pretty said, I discovered name. you guys from another podcast. I'm really liking what I've heard. Been binging on past episodes. Keep up the good work. Five stars, great. Well, H-C-J-U-R-T-I-I-K-H-F-F-H-I. Thank you for tuning in, checking us out, hanging out with us, and leaving us a five-star rating and review. Much appreciated. I love reading these, dog. They're so Some awesome. Some of them are great. They're just, they like, just is an ego boost. Oh, yeah, Adrenaline a little bit. ego. A little bit. Uh, from there, we are going to go to our paranormal encounter of the day. Well, first off, I'm going to share a weird story. Oh. Pump the brakes. It's weird. Screw. Slash comedic value. Um, so I worked a long day today. Had very little sleep, but we're here recording. So prior to me leaving and coming to Steve's house, I stopped at the local Casey's house and shout out Casey's house. I it was weird. It was bizarre because I pull up, I get out, I go inside, and there's three people in line and a cashier. And literally, at almost the exact same time, they all took the time to stop, turned towards me, and stared at me for about three seconds, and then went back to their day like nothing happened. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that was bizarre, <laughs> the fact that three random people had just become fascinated and just stare at me. You are weird as hell. Well, you see, my brain, my brain tried making sense of it, and at first I'm like, well, maybe I'm just a stud. Maybe they just took appreciation. <laughs> that's that's it, bro. Or or on my drive out here, I got to thinking, and I'm like, or could it have possibly You're famous. been? You're famous. No. <laughs> could it have possibly been the fact that I roll up in an 07 Jeep Grand Cherokee, I get out with an InfoWars shirt on, and I'm blasting whoop that trick. <laughs> That might be it. <laughs> that very well possibly could have been it. Might be it. Because I, I was driving like that is probably why they all took the time. They're like, this is an Alex Jones motherfucker listening to whoop that trick. I think you nailed it. I think you've, you've got, there, there's not even a mystery. I think you have it figured out. So we solved another mystery. Another mystery. Chalk it up in the win section. Yes. That's a W for the Hall Sky podcast. I just thought it was slightly entertaining. <laughs> Because once I broke it down, and I'm like, wow, well, that, it kind of makes sense It's now. justified. <laughs> yeah. It's justified. I would be looking at somebody, too. <laughs> yeah, now we can move on to the actual. Bringing it back around. The actual listener experience. Our listener experience today comes from a submission to our website. Sometimes I forget we have that website. So anybody that's posting over there, keep it coming. We get a notification in our email. We're getting to it. Yeah, we try to mark them and organize them the best we can. So today's is from a uh, listener, we're going to call him Spike, personal encounter. This started in 1977 when I was 16. I went to a party with a friend of mine who was connected to a group of people that was supposed to be the kind of people you would really want to know. I went with them because we had been friends since we were in grade school. I was finishing up my time in VO Tech, learning how to work on cars and trucks. I was going to start my apprenticeship in a Ford dealership. My buddy tells me that he can help me get farther than I've trained for. I figure, what the hell, I'll just go to see for myself. This is where it gets weird. Little did I know that my friend was fucking around with the occult. I met all of his new friends that night. Needless to say, I was very freaked out by all of this. I saw a lot of people I recognized from around my small town in Oklahoma. I will keep the names to myself because I don't know if I'm still a target. I watched them do some of their rituals. It lasted two and a half hours. I promised my friend I would not say anything about what went on there. I know this sounds vague, but I was really concerned by what I saw that night. Little did I know that my friend was becoming a fourth-level priest that night. That was the last time I saw my friend. I was freaked out by all of this shit that I saw that night. 
I asked my friend why he had taken me there, and he told me he was just trying to recruit me. I told him that I was glad that he was my friend, but I wasn't interested in that kind of thing. I lost touch with him that night and was kind of worried that there might be ramifications about saying no to it. Fast forward to 1998. I'm working in a Ford dealership in Sunrise, Florida, minding my own business when I got called upon the drive to do a recall on a Mustang. I went up to get the invoice and the keys. That's when I saw the same woman on the drive that was performing the, the ritual that night all the way back in 1977. She hadn't aged a day since I last saw her. She looked at me and smiled and said it was nice to see me again. I didn't know what to say. I was too freaked out to say anything at all. I did the recall and parked the car in the finish lot. I was really shook up. I went home that night and told my wife about it. She really didn't know what to think either. I went to work the next day and I was informed that the dealership was laying people off and I was going to be the first one. I went to work for a few places that I kept getting laid off from. It finally stopped around 2000. Coincidence? I don't know. Let's just say that I really pay attention to the people that show up where I work now. I really appreciate your podcast. I have no choice but to stay weird. Us either, brother. Us either. Well, I love this story. Yeah, there is so much to unpack there. I uh... I love it. Like, when I read this one, and I usually don't read your guys' stories because I want my reaction, and even Steve's reaction for the for the podcast. Like, I want it to be genuine, 100% real, and us just go off the top of our head. I don't like... I don't like pre-planning these. I just think we do better on the fly. But like I read this one today just out of the whim. And I'm like, this is the one. We got to talk <laughs> about this one because this is fucking. Like I love it because it compelled me so much. And he didn't even like put all the details into it. Like I, he left every all the juicy stuff out, and it I, still <laughs> is great. I think that's what sink the sinks the hooks in Probably. even more. Yeah, is that I want more details. I want to know what went on at that party. Yeah. I want to know like what happened to your friend, and that is it is bizarre. Like it's weird it's, that you said no, and you're like, hey man, I like you, you're my homie, but I'm just not into this shit. And they he just bounced. He's like, well then you're not my friend, and then the fact that. You watched, I couldn't, I can't even imagine the type of rituals that you were around. Yeah. And the fact that you saw like other members of your community that you knew of. Yeah. What you hear about that a lot. Yeah. And I don't know if they're high level people in your community or just people you run into every day, but that shit is weird. Yeah. And, and the fact that not only did his buddy just like bounce, but he said it's the last time he even saw the dude. Right. It'd be, it'd be like it's you being creepy. like, "Yo, Steve, I'm a I'm a fourth tier priest in the fucking church of the fucking netherworld, dog." And Sick. I want to recruit you, and I'd be like, "Nah." And then I never see. <laughs> I'm you good, again. fam. And yeah, and then I just disappear. <laughs> you, just, you just disappear. <laughs> that is weird, man. Because when they, when he said that, it did make me think, like, well, what if something happened to the dude? That's what I'm thinking, like. They probably put faith in him that they're going to bring this new this new kid in to recruit, young kid, wanting to be part of shit. Right. Bring him in, hook, line, and sinker, no problem. Kid says no, and they look at this dude, and they're like, you just fucked up. Yeah. You just unnecessarily exposed us. Yeah. Yeah, especially and watching. And the agreement was that you were going to do this. Yeah, so now watching this ritual. Yeah. That may have been a part of him becoming a fourth-tier priest. Bro, that's what I was someone. thinking. Like an initiation. And like, if you don't do it, then there are ramifications. Yeah. Like, and then and, you go, oh you go 20 years later, a half a country away from Oklahoma to Florida, and you just happen to run in to the woman hosting the ritual, for yeah. lack of a better term. And she hasn't aged a bit at and, all. And now all of these negative things are happening in your life. You get laid off and you just can't keep a good job and... I'm with him on that one. Like it, it's too much of a coincidence. To, yeah. Like life was good until she showed up again, and then it just started going right in the shitter. Just so for sure. Like just think, just think about the odds of this. Outside of our hometown, how many car dealerships have you been into? Significant. I mean, it, not a shitload, but in, in other states, fuck none. None. Weird. Oh, it's right? 100% weird. Weird. And that's, I mean, this story is fantastic. Period. The end. And then, 
like it's it's weird. It's like I have this love hate thing. Like this this topic for me is fucking terrifying. By the same time, it's compelling because I want. There's that part in inside of me that 100% believes that these old ways are real. Like the old, like I call them the old ways, but just people dabbling in the black magic and, and magic period. Man, I, I think that it's real. And I think that there are select few, select people that are able to tap into it and know how to use it or think they know how to use it, whether they actually do or don't is kind of irrelevant because they still tap into something that is old and ancient. Like I totally believe it. I believe without question because the thing that gets me on it is the fact that this shit has hung around for centuries forever. Yeah. And it doesn't Where go there's away. There's smoke, there's fire. That's what I'm saying, man. Without question. I almost wish this would have been like a like at a live call in because I have so many questions I want to ask him. Fuck yeah. But like you said, he's seems kind of concerned. I would be too. I'm not going to lie. He's not going into detail because he said, I know it sounds vague, but I was really concerned yeah. with what I saw. Like, did he see <laughs> sacrifices, I human sacrifices, animal Fuck sacrifices? Like I, I have, I have this stereotype about, yeah, about these, these rituals and shit. And there's like, Daggers and cloaks. Right. And yeah. 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 All this stuff. Straight I'm wondering up. if it's the same or I don't know, man. If you ever, if you ever decide you do want to call in to the phone line and talk about it, we will be 100% anonymous. Oh, yeah. We can, we can block out anything that'll even tie you to it and then we can get down to the nitty gritty and get into these details because I want to know. Oh, I do too. But I don't, I don't want you to put, your no, don't safety. put yourself at risk. Yeah. Because your safety is way more fucking important. That's what I'm so looking forward to about the new phone line is getting the weird shit. Oh, same here, dude. The weird shit. Like Kyle just played a voicemail for me. All I'm gonna say awesome. all I'm gonna say to you guys is Gnome Encounter. Yeah. So that's coming down the pipeline. <laughs> it's awesome. It is fucking wonderful. Yeah, because like me and Steve were hunting this kind of new lead we got going on. And so I start checking the phone, thinking maybe said person might have reached out to us. I hit the voicemail play button because, like I said, I don't listen to this shit until it's go time. And the guy's like, I've experienced gnomes, and I shut the fucking voicemail off. I'm like, nope, too good. Got to be done in person with Steve. We got to have legit reactions. Saving it. Boom. Saving it. Saving it. Anyways. So, yeah. But, Spike, thank you so much for sharing your your encounter yeah, with us. dude, awesome. I, Terrifying, but I awesome. I need to know more. I need to know what happened in that ritual. I would, I would, I, I say that I would like to know. But there's a part of me that knows it's going to be scary as fuck. Yeah. And, like Biggie said, everybody wants to do creepy shit until it's time to do creepy shit. It's true. So, don't. That's a that's a direct quote. Yeah, don't talk about it. Be about it. I guess. So, yeah. Awesome. That being said, thank you for submitting your story. Well, appreciate it a lot. Feel free to submit some more. Yeah. About it, because I'll read it. Same. From there, we are now magically whisked back to Dulce, New Mexico. Back to Dulce. Back to the underground base that doesn't exist. Yeah. So. You know, we leave off, we pick back up with, you know, because we went over the basically the town, some of the strange occurrences that have been happening in the town with the cattle, mutil- cattle mutilations, the weird craft being seen all around the town. And apparently, you know, there is no base in the mountain at all. Just all coincidence, right? Of course. So we'll, we're going to kind of pick up here with Paul Benowitz and... He's got a pretty infamous story, and I'm going to go into it a little bit because he does add to this story to help get to my initial goal, which was the base itself and the story of there being multi-layers and alien battle, all this fucking crazy stuff. But Spoiler alert. Yeah. So Paul Benowitz, in 1980, Benowitz and a psychologist slash 
UFOologist named Dr. Leo Sprinkle. Sounds fake. <laughs> First off, Leo Sprinkle. Right. But they began to investigate a UFO sighting by a woman and her son. After some time with regression, and they recorded shitloads of hours of this lady, apparently, but they start to unearth things. And one of her stories was that she had seen a UFO with her son. But by the time everything was said and done, there was a lot more to this story. So she states that she had not only seen UFOs, but she's seen cattle being taken by the UFOs. Also, her and her son had been abducted by the aliens and taken to the secret underground base in the mountain where they saw cattle being mutilated and drained of all their blood, and they also saw vats of human body parts. Uh, Of course. Which is terrifying. I couldn't even begin to imagine you being, I picture you being like halfway in and out of it from groggy from all the bullshit, and then you look over and you just see this giant test tube looking thing full of human body parts, and you're like, well, this is the place where I need to be. Especially with my child here too. Great. Yeah, that'd be awful. Yeah, I'd want to fight It'd be everyone. Bad enough by yourself. Oh, pfft. I could. Uh. But it's different when your kids with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd want to stab everything in the room. <laughs> Get everything. Captain stabbing. <laughs> Might as well, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she, and she says that the the aliens placed some sort of implant into. The bodies of her and her son. Now, through this device, the aliens could actually control their minds. Shortly after this, Benowitz created devices that would allow him to receive signals from the craft he was observing. He built antennas and receivers to receive low-frequency electromagnetic transmissions that he believed came from the alien craft. Those who have seen all of this say, without a doubt, Benowitz was capturing a real phenomenon. Benowitz also created a computer program that could translate these radio transmissions, and he believed he was intercepting transmissions that the aliens were putting out to the mind-controlling devices, which would be fucking bizarre. I mean, could you imagine, like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I just picture in my head, like, you sitting down in front of your special computer and you start getting these, you're, you're deciphering these weird transmissions and they're, they're borderline mundane, right? Like, go to this location. For me, that would be so confusing because you would look at it like, this is, this is nothing. This is garbage. It's literally like a GPS system. But in all reality, it is extraterrestrials mind controlling people. It may it in my in my brain listening to it, it sounds like hella far fetched. But then it's not really all that far fetched. You know what I mean? No. My question is is how did Benowitz come up with this technology he was really smart i think he had a technology company so he had a background in this type of shit he was a i forget what you call it physicist because i believe he was a physicist i'm not man because it opens up so many so many different avenues yeah the dude was not dumb at all. He was a pretty intelligent person. Because you, you would think that that would be, as soon as Benowitz came out with that, that would be something that the government would want unless the government's already in on it. Well, the government, Paul was actually, he started recording this data and giving it to the Air Force. Oh, well, then. Because he good. thought he was on to something big. Yeah, never mind. Which, then. here comes the curveball. It was later, quote unquote, determined that the Air Force was actually the one sending him these messages from a house they rented and we're watching him from right across the street. So, and then Sick. Benowitz would keep presenting the, his evidence to the Air Force. And the Air Force even 
they were even encouraging him to apply for grants to get money to help him keep digging into this. So they they either knew he was onto something or they were afraid he was going to get onto something. Yeah. So they wanted him to keep going the direction he was going. Like I, I almost borderline feel like this is how they spun it. And they, like you said, it's almost like he stumbled onto something that they hadn't figured out yet. But they were like, you know what? Let's just let this motherfucker run with it. And then later on, we'll just call him fucking crazy. We'll just take all of his stuff and call him crazy. Because it, it literally, like at the end of the story, of Paul's story, there's even, I think it's Bill Moore. He comes out and says that he is Paul Benowitz's disinformation agent. He fesses up to it, quote unquote, which is kind of sus if you ask me. Now that I think about it, was it after uh, Benowitz was already dead? I believe so. So that that's just another layer of distraction. Yeah, essentially, that's kind of where I'm at with this, because like, there are a lot of people that completely discredit Paul's encounters because this Bill guy, this Bill Moore comes out and says that he was hired by the air force to feed Paul with all this crazy disinformation, but it kind of, the way my brain's been thinking lately is it's kind of the reversal of roles. Like this is just their cover story to wrap, to like wrap it all up in a nice little. Yeah. And not to mention, like, think about it, you you know, it's well in the eighties or whatever it was. And people, people want to believe the government. They want to believe the things that they're being told, right? So in which case, let's just pretend that Paul actually was stumbling onto God, a bunch of alien stuff. And they were afraid he was going to make it public because that's what he was trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So they just, after he quote unquote died, they spin it. They, they bring out an actual government quote unquote agent. To say, hey, everything I was telling him was fake. I was hired by the Air Force. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna see how far in you get into what they were doing, what they said that they were doing to to like disinform him, but I'm reading this article here and I'm like, holy shit. Go for it. Talk about it. So, like it said he had computer software that interpreted alien languages. Right. They said that he actually spotted a crashed UFO from his airplane. Did you hear that? Yes. And he went as far as to sound the alert for a full-scale invasion, which makes him sound even crazier. All the time, according to this article, it said that the investigators were watching him, seeing what he was doing. They said they even went as far as to give Benowitz computer software that interpreted the signals. Right. And dump fake props all over the place for him to find. Yeah, and it, it even gets a little bit weirder, to be honest with you. So, I mean, if if he was on to something, they are doing everything they can just to muddy the fucking waters. Yeah. Regardless, you don't you don't go that far to muddy the waters if if it's if somebody's already off the mark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So why, and then, and and then, then keep in mind, everyone, that this is at a base that quote unquote doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. It's not here. Exactly. (laughs) And they were claiming like, if I remember correctly, Bill's side of the story was basically it was that Paul had actually stumbled on test craft is what it was. It was actually a top secret plane or whatever the fuck it was. And they were trying to basically lead him astray because they didn't want anybody to know about it. But nevertheless, this is at a base that isn't supposed to fucking exist. <laughs> so there's that. Weird. Right. Weird. So, because literally all they had to say is, no, the base doesn't exist. Yeah. If the base didn't exist. Right. There's nothing to cover up. Yeah. Like, I feel like the best way. But if the base does exist, then you have to go through all this bullshit to try to discredit somebody who's telling people that the base does exist and there's UFOs and shit in it. Yeah. Yeah, Like when people are trying to tell me 
crazy shit that I know is not fucking real at all, I'm not even going to give you my time. I'm just going to go, you're an idiot, and then turn around and walk away. So if there was legitimately no base there, and like I'm the guy in charge at the press conference, and like, hey, Kyle, there's we know there's a base there, I would I would be like, you're an idiot. There's not a base there. You're an idiot. <laughs> and instead, then next instead, question. They're like... Well, let's create this giant thing. (laughs) Use this software we give you to interpret alien conversations. And maybe, maybe they did give it to him because they, whatever those beings were, chose him to communicate with, and he didn't know how to decipher it. But they happened to have a form of technology that could actually decipher. Or he was communicating with them to begin with and deciphering it. So they're like, yeah, this is really this is really good, Paul. Here's some here's some even more high grade software for you to converse with the aliens. But in reality, that software was just, just mumble jumble bullshit that had nothing to do with what the aliens are trying to tell him. Possible. Or they jacked his shit. They probably did. I'm sure. I know they broke into his house. They're like, yo, yo, we're going to take your old software. We're going to put this new one in. And all it is is dumb and dumber quotes and shit like that. (laughs) I wouldn't doubt it. Man, these aliens have a sense of humor. I wouldn't doubt it. You know, so, you know, later it was determined that he received a great deal of both false and real information from the Air Force who had obviously started a giant, well, not obviously, but apparently started a giant disinformation campaign against him. Benowitz said that the alien transmission he was getting told of two types of aliens that had already invaded the U.S., the peaceful whites and the evil grays. Hey, Hollow Cult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, Regular leather boots, they they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin hollow sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The Greys had a treaty with the government and were allowed to build a secret underground base beneath the Archuleta Mesa. Now, later is when this Bill Moore comes into the picture, and it's, it's great because he is apparently recruited by a person that goes by the handle Falcon, <laughs> which Sick. is awesome. It's Sick. If I had to pick a code name for myself, it would definitely be Falcon. Sick. Not really. I'd pick a way cooler one. But, you know, he gets recruited to lead Benowitz astray by giving him loads and loads of false information. Paul Paul would eventually become more and more paranoid, and in my opinion, rightfully so, because he's talking to aliens. He had people breaking into his house, messing with all of his shit, taking his stuff. Um... Paul also claimed that aliens were coming through his walls and injecting him with all types of chemicals. He would eventually later be hospitalized for exhaustion. And I would assume if you were really that paranoid, whether it be a false paranoia or a real paranoia, 
you probably aren't going to, you're not trying to sleep. No, it would be, I can't even imagine the circles his brain is running. Right. Yeah. You know, because he developed this technology to, to intercept these, these signals. And then you have the military coming to you and being like, yeah, good work, dog. This is stuff that we need. So he's like, all right, I'm doing something right. Then all of a sudden, they're feeding you bullshit that you don't know is bullshit. Right. To to either throw you off the path or take you f- further down the fucking path. Yep. And you can't, you don't even know what, eventually you're not sure what to believe. Yeah, and that, you know, now. Because you- if you have a technology, if you have the technology to decipher these and you're recording the actual alien conversation, then you have the military give you fake software to where you think you're still recording the alien conversation, but you're not. All, all they would have to do is throw just one tincture in there to make you think that they're fucking with you, and then your head would just... You're like, oh, shit, what is real? What right. isn't real? Well, and then... At what point did they start manipulating me? Yeah. How much are no, they No, you're right. Me? And then to take it back, like, think about it. If all they're trying to do is make this dude look crazy for no fucking reason... He was doing it on his own. He's doing it on his own. They invested legit resources in renting a house across from him, and all the surveillance software that they needed to fuck with him, they would break into his house, rearrange his house. Exactly. So that's kind of sus in itself, but not to mention we've actually kind of been in Paul's shoes because in my opinion, we may or may not have a disinformation, disinformation agent or two working with or against us in certain cases. And you, you do feel that type of paranoia. Like, the are second, they fucking with us? Yeah, the second you us? think they could be fucking with you, and like Steve said, then your brain racks all the way to the beginning. Well, what's real and what's not? Yeah, is any of it even real? Is all of it real? What do I do? Because there's literally been moments where me and Steve have gone, we can't, we can't trust, trust anybody yeah, except that's ourselves. Exactly what I thought. Exactly what I thought when. And I shit you case not, we've point, had that conversation. Case in point, I know, I know we go back to Egress all the time, but there was a point in Egress where we were getting so much information from so many different angles, you don't you don't even know what, what road what, what road what to road go, to go down. down. Yeah. You don't even know. Not no, because we would sit here and talk on the the phone, he would come over. I would come over. That's why the only thing, the only thing that I held as Egress Truth was what came directly from their number to my phone, right? To my burner phone. Yeah, and then everything like, else I put in a separate category yep. because because we don't even like we don't even know what the fuck went on. No, the possibilities were endless. They were endless. That number that was texting you at work, we are no closer to figuring out what the fuck that was about. Then we were the exact minute they text you. Exactly. I mean, yeah, without question. I haven't. I still, to this day, don't have a clue. We've we have got possible theories and locations and yada yada yada. This that and the other. But is it is it concrete? No, no, no. It's, it's just it's almost like it was just there to muddy the water. Yeah. Stop paying attention to this. Yeah. So I feel Stay Paul's pain. This. Yeah, we went on a tangent there. We're bringing it back around. Yeah, I feel his pain like. And like I said, we've legitimately had those phone calls where text messages where it's, we cannot trust anybody except ourselves. It, it like does. You and me, it just that's makes it. your brain go in circles. It does. And like I, that's what I was kind of getting at is that, and his, now take that times 10, where you, you think oh. you are legitimately, without question, talking to aliens, seeing aliens, they're injecting chemicals in you, you're going to be fucked up. Yeah, and I mean, on that, he totally could have. Like, like his initial path down this road, as far as we know, was not guided by the government. Right. They only started putting their fingers in it when he started... Presenting stuff. Falling into actual evidence. Yeah. And then they're like, hold up. (laughs) 
first off, we're going to get as much information as, from him as we can that's going to benefit us. Then we're going to start a smear campaign to make him look like a crazy asshole. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just... I, I like if, and if any of you listening can just try to wrap your brain around that. I mean, imagine you have five friends and they all have different versions of the same story and you start, you believe in one, but then this other one comes in with a little bit more information where you're like, well, maybe you're real. And then it just starts to convolute and your brain just gets pulled in every direction. Yeah. And you're like, who do I trust? What do I do? Exactly. I don't don't know. I don't know. You have five friends and friend number one is telling you, Hey, this is how it is. And then friend number five is like, no dog. It's like this. It's a hundred percent different. And you're like, all right. Awesome. Sick. I know exactly what to do now. At the point, at, at some point, you just have to put it all, you have to just like step away from it almost. Because yeah, and look at it It's objectively. just pulling you so far away. I can't imagine. I mean, I can, I can imagine a small, minute uh, particle of what he was experiencing, but to the point to where they're staging evidence. They're manipulating your data that you're receiving. They're breaking into your house. Like it was enough. That's to, excessive. It was enough to rattle my brain just trying to wade through the bullshit of our own experiences. But to the point to where it's affecting your everyday life every day, of course you're gonna go fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then if, if yeah, I mean, if you if you find out later that. CIA slash NSA is involved. All that fucking crazy stuff. Because, you know, the the research that I was digging through, they were claiming that like 80% of the information given to Paul was more or less true. And the other 20%, which quote unquote involved the aliens, was false. So the it makes you perception why. of... The person with the book is that they were more so chasing experimental craft, which I don't fucking necessarily believe because the government went through, they jumped through a lot of goddamn hoops to make this look like an alien cover up and some dude going crazy. But the weird thing is, is that you go back to Gabe, right? Gabe was the dude I started off with, who is the, the, the town police officer. Well, Paul has been in contact with Gabe, been telling him all this shit. And he tells Gabe, he's like, dude, there's a base up on the mountain and I'm going there to check it out. So Gabe's like, well, fuck it. I'll go with you, bro. And so they start going up the mountain and apparently the road going up the mountain is insanely rugged. And they finally get to a certain spot. And I believe they had to start going in on foot because it got too crazy. But after they got to a certain point, they said that this, there was what looked like almost a cleared highway on the side of the mountain. Like, like people have been using it as a roadway. Weird. So, and they said it was very maintained and everything else. And then later that night, the men were sitting around a fire and they see a light fly in and out of the mountain exactly where Paul told them it would be. But there is not a base on the mountain. Of course there's Quote, not. unquote. They also found evidence of the crash Paul had originally been chasing. So there's that. There's evidence that something crashed on the side of the mountain because they end up finding large trees snapped in half about halfway up. Like something was coming down, started hitting the trees and just breaking them over. So at this point, everything that Paul has given them is relatively true, but there's still no base on this mountain. There's no UFO involvement. It was an experimental craft. They also, while looking around this area, they find a green pin with the words U.S. government on the side. <laughs> so there's that, too. I love it. And ironically enough, one of the men, because I, I guess this Gabe guy took a small party up there with him. Well, he later finds out that one of the men who came with him 
was actually working with the CIA slash NSA. Mm, gotta keep an eye on stuff. So, yeah, I mean, because the CIA just likes to hike on mountains with yeah. local PD, right? Yeah, to the base that doesn't exist. My, my <coughs> thing is, if you're going to go as far as to give him 80% real alien information... No, the 80%, according to said person, which I don't believe, 80% of the information was real, that there was a downed craft, but it wasn't alien craft. Oh. The alien portion is the muddy the, the water. Stuff. Quote, unquote. So, why didn't they want, why would they try to disinform that there was a downed craft? Because they have a secret base there and they don't want anybody to know about it? And Paul was chasing what he thought was a downed craft because he actually found that evidence of a downed craft. And that's it what started, to my... To my recollection, that's what started all of this shit. That wasn't Paul, a UFO. Yeah, supposedly. So they're feeding him the UFO bullshit. Yes, to get the, the, him and the public away from the fact that they're testing experimental aircraft in that area. But, but... It's like a, it's like a weather balloon reversal. Yeah, but on top of that, that's kind of why I started with the Dulce itself. Because then you got to sprinkle on all the cattle mutilations. You got to sprinkle on... All the weird shit that happened in the fucking town itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have that's all that. Was, that's what I was going to circle back to when you started and talking then, about the sheriff. Again. Now that I think about it, and then you also have the military trying to intervene in them cattle mutilations by putting radar chaff everywhere, shoving it in cattle's mouths and shit. Dude, that's so fucking So weird. once again, this is the second time they've tried intervening in this area. Um, it's a little fucking ironic if you ask me. Did the cattle mutilations happen... Before Paul started doing his UFO investigation, I believe could be wrong. Unless that was, unless it is one gigantic disinformation. Unless that that base is there and they are testing shit that it goes beyond UFOs. Uh, so they start cutting up the cows. They start making it look like there's there's well. alien intervention. This gets Paul's attention. He comes in. He's like, "Yeah, they got a military base down there. They have UFOs in there." When in all, when in actuality, they've got shit way beyond UFOs in that. It's one hundred percent possible because that's where this story originally intended to go. Was the fact that there is an underground base there, and it is one of them places where the military is actively working with the aliens, and they're they're helping each other do weird shit. They're they're helping with the abduction of people. Like there's this whole unwritten deal. That's what that's where this story was supposed to go initially. Oh man, that, that makes my brain. Because and the the other side of this, I'm, I'm Paul. Paul decides he's going to keep digging. Right, he ends up gathering NASA and USGS aerial photos from the University of New Mexico from time frame nine sixty two or nineteen sixty two to nineteen seventy five. There was a guy working with Paul named Edmund. He was also able to obtain aerial photos from 1986, which clearly show military vehicles on the ground at the location of the alleged base. So, yeah. It, why why are there military vehicles on the side of a mountain Thank if you. there's not a base there or if there is not intended military activity? And let's be 100% clear here. How many underground military bases are just public knowledge? Throwing that out there. Probably not very many. No. no. <laughs> they're secret for a fucking reason, right? So, yeah, part of me wants to think that they're they're using this whole alien thing as a cover-up for something bigger, but why would you even, even bring it to the attention? Because then you have guys like Paul who come in there who are smart as fuck, yeah. who start integrating the intelligence that you're using, and then you have to do all this extra work to smear... So, I don't know. Man. And not to mention, now you put it in that light. Imagine if they would do that shit today. There'd be dumbasses like you and me. They'd be like, let's go to the mountain. Yeah, let's go. Let's just it out. start hiking up the mountain. Let's go. Time to do creepy and shit. There would be tons of people with GoPros hiking up that fucking mountain. Yeah, then they, they, they would. They would have cameras set up on the mountain. Absolutely. You couldn't, you couldn't take a shit in that military base without somebody catching something. Exactly. Dumb idea. <laughs> yeah, it's... So the, and then, or maybe, to my brain is going. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Say they are working with the aliens in that underground base. Human government does something the aliens don't like. 
So aliens are like, yo, dog. Now we're gonna do something you don't like: cow mutilation, abductions. Possible. Time to do alien shit. So <laughs> now, Possible, now, dude. now they have to spend resources and time to try to disinform this whole, all this alien shit. Well, and here, can you imagine that? You're like, all right, I'm working with these aliens. We're we're coming together no, in technology. No, I'm already then, just gonna say no because I'm working the, with aliens. You you do something and it rubs them the wrong way. All of a sudden you look out and there's like 40 mutilated cattle <laughs> s- spread throughout the town. You're like, motherfucker. Oh, come on, guys. Really? <laughs> like, how really? are we going to explain this away? Yeah, really? Like, is that radar chaff in their mouth? Is, are you, re- is that, you're is really, that, is that what we're You're pinning do? this on me? Yeah. That's what you're doing? Is that where we're going to go? Okay. All you, right. You, you abducted the little old lady down the street and her son and you brought her up here and you showed him the vat of human limbs. We yeah. got to deal with this. Great. Awesome. Awesome. But the story evolves yet again, and this is, for me, this is more proof that they're doing something a little bit more because while all this is going on and you have other people starting to look into this, Gabe, which, like I said, is the police officer from the original beginning of the story, he gets a call from this Manuel Gomez, and this guy's like, yo, Gabe, I found something weird in my fucking house, and I don't know what it is. It looks like some type of electronic device. I found one in the kitchen and one in the bedroom. Would you mind coming over and check this, checking this out? So Gabe's like, yeah, sure. I'll come over and take a look at it. Neither one of them had seen anything like this before. They sat and pondered over it for a little bit. And Gabe's like, all right, I'm going to head back home. I'm going to chew on this for a little bit and see what I come up with. So when Gabe gets home, he does what? Any husband does, he starts talking to his wife, starts telling his wife what's going on. And what does she do? She's like, oh, I actually found one of those the other day in our house by the phone. She's like, I thought it was actually a piece to one of the kids' toys, so I just stuck it in the kitchen drawer. Surprise, surprise. It was exactly like what was found in Manuel's home. What? So Gabe ends up figuring out what these are. And he calls it calls a friend of his, a Dr. Howard Burgess, who ends up figuring out how to turn these on, and they actually use them to listen to Gabe's children's play. So they left one in the house. This doctor figures out how to turn them on and use them, and they, they figure it's out... It's just a bug. It's a bug. It's a listening device. Just a bug. But hey, this is all just a disinformation story. Yeah. It's a lot of hoops, man. They got to figure out... A lot of hoops. What everybody knows. So, so Doctor Howard basically is like, yo, the only type of people that really deal with this type of shit is the NSA and the CIA because they are usually the ones that get involved with tapping people, and, and ha- they don't have to have any type of warrant. If one of the dudes on the mountain trek was from the NSA and the CIA, it would it would be super easy for him to know where Gabe lives to yeah. get into their houses. Yeah, and then... It pretty much just writes itself. Because I think it was saying that, if I remember right, Gabe is the local guy that's not worried about shit. He's rarely home because he's working all the time. He leaves his house unlocked the whole nine. He's like, it's nothing. He's like, but Manuel, on the other hand, He's home a lot, and he's got this, that, and the other going on. I wonder if Manuel was part of the search party, too. The one upon, the one upon I that. think he was. That makes sense. But nevertheless, you know, Gabe's like, professionals did this. These were not just people messing around. These were professionals because they would have had to come in under the radar and plant these things. Well, later on, Gabe... They didn't even... It's, it's almost like they didn't even plant them. They just said it by the phone. They're like, no. I mean, I don't know. No questions asked. Because I I would almost have the same reaction as his wife. If I found something like that, I'd be like. That's a valid point. You know? I think about it like that. Especially if it looked looked like something that would be in my kid's room. Yeah. I would just be like, all right. That is a valid point. It is weird that they were easily found like that. Yeah. Like maybe they, maybe they just wanted them to know like, hey, we're listening. Or they described it, or or they disguised it to look like a toy, because you wouldn't even. That's true too. You wouldn't even think about it. 
You know what I mean? No, like, I would be like, yeah. All right, somebody didn't pick this up for sure. Well, a little bit of evolution. Gabe, he's out and about one day. He's on patrol and he sees this white helicopter landing at the local airport, which isn't out of the norm. But this white helicopter is being followed by two Army Chinook helicopters, which is extremely rare for the town. Because, you know, I remind you, there's not, there's not a, a military base. base. True. Glad we're the same so thing. Gabe's like, all right, I'm going to go check this shit out. He drives over there. To his surprise, he sees Paul get out of the little white helicopter. And he's like, Paul, what the hell are you doing? He's like, Gabe, I'm so glad you're here. He's like, we were flying over the, the mountain. And he had a full, like, news team on the helicopter they were going to record like the possible crash site and just see what else they could get while being up there when all of a sudden these two helicopters started chasing them these two chinooks and they end up landing and gabe goes over to the army helicopter and he's like all right i'm a local pd you're gonna let me on this fucking helicopter now and they're like yeah doubt that that's not fucking happening and <laughs> while Gabe and Gabe actually has his son with him at the time and him and his son both see two helicopters loaded with fully armed military men. They were straight up ready to rock saw rifles, the whole nine, two fucking two teams in each helicopter. Now, whenever Gabe pressed him, and he's like, why are you even here? Why are you at this hel- this airport? All they got in response was, hey, our helicopters were having mechanical issues. And Gabe's like, they were literally on the tarmac for no more than 20 minutes before they, quote unquote, fixed the issue and then took off back towards the mountain. <laughs> See, uh, toward the base that doesn't exist. Towards the base that doesn't exist. Now... I don't remember where I read this. I don't remember where I seen it, but getting back to Paul here, if I remember right, and I hope somebody out there can correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember hearing that Paul Benowitz quote unquote committed suicide because he's, his paranoia got so high. And if I remember right, there is video of this bill Moore at a, almost like a UFO convention and he's explaining his side of the story, how he feels so bad because he put all this all this bullshit into Paul's head, which ends up leading to Paul committing suicide. And I could be wrong because I've been trying to find that, and I cannot find it. Man, I looked and looked and looked. So if anybody out there has knows what I'm talking about, please hit me up. At least validate my brain. Because it's possible that I am mixing two stories or something to that degree. Because Paul was old (coughs) as hell when he died. 76 almost. Yeah. So him dying of natural causes isn't really that far out of the realm. No, no, no. But. No, no, no. Him committing suicide. Right. Would also fit the bill for this story. Well, I get, you know, and. Like I was telling you, and this is kind of a prelude to the next episode, which will be the final episode on this, but Phil Snyder, who I originally was going to, this was going to be about him. Don't don't even tell him how. I'm don't not going to tell him how. I'm just. It's fucking He crazy. basically, t- to a degree, has a similar story to Paul as involving the aliens and et cetera, et cetera. But ironically enough, he ends up dying later on, too. Mysterious. Mysteriously. So, like, it's, it's fucking weird, man. Like, and this is supposed to be, quote, unquote, all fake, all disinformation tactics. But two, two bodies over disinformation is kind of suspect. Yeah, for sure. Not and you that have shocking. No, 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 no. Definitely sus. Yeah, and you have two guys relatively on the they're at least on the same path. You know, they're not they don't have identical stories by any means, but 
they're both talking about the same fucking entity in the same base. And they both Which, have equal fates. They I both gonna, fucking die. I'm going to be vague here and everybody's going to hate me for it. But I was thinking about the body parts in the vats. Yeah. Weird, right? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> but this, the lead that we are semi-chasing right now the big, the big one that just <laughs> that just came through. Yeah, it was one that I'm thinking of too. When those messages were going through, that person said that the military were using illegal immigrants and homeless, yeah, to test these UFOs, and the results were horrific. Yeah, they were they were putting them in the UFOs, all types of shit. So it makes you wonder. Yeah, that there might be some validity those vats here. may have been people that they were using to test Bro, to fly these UFOs. without question. And like I, I'm like I'm saying, this this story in itself for me is it's so uh, weird how it lines up, like the timeline of you breaking this story. I know, and then I know it's that theory of us this, something guiding us. This coming forward, it's weird, bro. It's weird to and say it also, the least. It also circles me back around. To all these people that are missing, missing four one one and shit. Yeah. What if there? What if there isn't a supernatural force out there? What if it's what? What better agency to make people disappear than the CIA or the NSA or, yeah. or any any branch of the government or military yeah. taking these people? Because a lot of them are incredibly intelligent, well renowned. Yeah, that's a good point. And they're just they're just disappearing. What if they're bringing them in? To try to see if they can operate these crafts, bro, it's possible. Which because straight up. because with missing with the missing four one one phenomenon, some of these people are dropped right back into the fucking search areas. Yeah, well, and then to add so, to what that, better way to get them back in to an area that was previously searched, surrounded by searchers, than alien technology? Oh yeah, and then you know you you think that 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 theory sounds crazy, but look at Montauk Project. Look at, and the Montauk can still be considered in the realm of conspiracy, but here, I got you. I got you. MK Ultra. Who did they majorly test on? You had prostitutes with their Johns. You had basically. Homeless junkies. Yes. Like the, the undesir- quote unquote Throw- undes- throwaways. throwaways. Yes. Throwaways. Undesirables. And I don't, and, I don't mean any negative connotation by that. That's no, just, no. That's, that's a. Term that well was considered like a homeless person. A lot of people, unfortunately, aren't going to miss one if it goes missing, or a hooker. People are going to chalk it up to, hey, that's kind of the name of the game, right? Yeah, that's what they. That's, I mean, there's not a whole lot that goes into those cases. What serial killers choose? That's what I mean. Like they are, it's not like going after the president or, you know, some well-renowned person it's a whole completely different ball game and like in montauk they were using orphans yeah and stuff like that like it's so fucked it's yeah it's terrible terrible to say the least it's i don't know man it's a fucking weird story like it went way weirder than i thought it was going to be and like i said i just wanted to cover the base itself it's and the the story behind it but it's gotten a lot weirder and then like you said the timing with that, and then I just heard the other day about how the military, you know, stories out there, which I'm going to look into, about the military working hand-in-hand with aliens to help them abduct people and all this crazy shit. Oh, yeah, shit. It's, it's, it, it, it goes exactly hand-in-hand with, yeah. with what we're looking into. And it's weird, because it just literally fell just into our ding, lap. Ding, ding, ding. I just kind of is par for the course, which is really fucking strange. I just hope that we are able to get more information. Yeah, I hope we can get a hold of this person. Hopefully they didn't get ghosted. Anyway, good spot to wrap it up. Yep. So tune in next time, hopefully, and we'll come in with part three of the Dulce underground base that doesn't exist. Yeah. We went on a lot of tangents here. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, we appreciate it. So check us out at all our social medias. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Come and hang out. You know the deal. Um, And until next time, you all stay safe, stay weird, 
And if you develop technology to translate alien languages, and the government brings you new technology to translate alien languages, keep your own shit. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.